Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. You think that's what? The first time that she's encountered a ghost. So she said, that's the bravest person I've encountered living or living. That's true. Okay, wait, I wouldn't do it anymore because you're going to break it. It's perfect. Okay. Peyton is coloring with charcoal. Okay, yeah, just a little more so you break it. Perfect. Yep, good job. Chapter 28, Lily. For a moment, the two girls said nothing, and Lily is free to drift on the stream of memories that she has returned on her. She looked across the field into the woods. The trees hid oh the trees hide something in the shadows and something she could something else she could see. She can't quite remember what it is, but she doesn't want to be alone when she finds it. Perhaps Jules and Maisie will come with her. She learns deep down from her branch. She's still worried that they might smell her dirty feet, and he whispers, Will you walk in the woods with me? It's cooler there. Of course, Joel said. She and Maisie scramble to their feet, and Lily Lily drops down from the trees. She lands without a sound and leads the girls down to a narrow path. It's so overgrown with weeds that Lily wouldn't have seen it as if it... Lily wouldn't have seen it if she hadn't known it was there. Somewhere ahead, morning doves coo, but she doesn't realize where she is until she sees the tombstone hidden in the deep shade. Weeds and ivy cling to them. Trees have grown up on them. Stones and stones tilt and slant. Some have fallen. The graveyard looks very different from the last time Lily saw it. Jules and Maisie stop. They both look frightened. Have they never seen a graveyard? Why have you brought us here? Jules asks. You'll see. Lily drifts ahead of them. Her feet barely touch the ground. She looks back at the girls. Maisie is making an effort to find a way through the weeds and brambles, but Jules hasn't moved. Is she scared of the dead? Lily floats ahead. The grave is closer to the path and belongs to the grandfather and grandmother, Pettifer. Grandfather died before Lily was born, but she remembers grandmother. Very old she was, wrinkled and worn, like clothing packed away. Too too long in the bottom of a trunk. When her fingers clasped Lily's wrist, she felt as if she was being caught by a bird with long talons. Grandmother died when Lily was seven years old, and Lily has stood where she is standing now, holding her parents' hands and watching the coffin disappear into the earth. She'd cried as much as uh, she'd cried as much out of a of fright as sorrow, for it was a dreadful thing to think of grandmother in that coffin, at her sharp eyes closed forever. You can grab it. Go ahead. Okay. Mama cried too. For the old woman, her mother. For, oh my goodness. Mama cried too, for the old woman was her mother and she loved her. Papa comforted both of them. Lily walks further into the graveyard and she looks under the ivy of the small headstone of the pet of her children who died when they were little and the mossy stones were, were where people older than memories were buried. Pettifer and a few other names appeared over and over again. Her family is here. Grandparents, great-grandparents, aunts, uncles, and cousins, all dead from and buried properly at last she spies an angel hiding in a honeysuckle and wild grapevines 
Its marble skin is mossy and green from age and spotted with lichen and moss. Beautiful in grief, the angel kneels with drooping wings on a tomb. Lily has found what she seeks. Here lies the bodies of Henry Bennett and his wife, Laura, daughter of James and Sarah Pettifer, struck down cruelly by the midst of life. And in memory of their beloved daughter, who was taken from us in her childhood, Lillian Ann Bennett, never more to find where, where the bright waters flow, her smile vanishes and her sweet song flows. Lily runs her finger over her parents' names. Henry Bennett and his wife, Laura. The letters are faded and blurred from years of snow and rain. Even though she knows that Papa and Mama are dead, it's something else altogether to stand here in the green shade and know what lie beneath the moss and earth of her feet. She touches her own name. Does this inscription mean that she's buried with her parents? Or does it mean that she's dead but not buried here? She thinks in memory must, meant, must have meant that she isn't here. No one found her. She hid too well. When she reads what's written beneath her name, she smiles. The words are from a song Mama often sang to her. Lily is pleased to see that the words are on the tombstone. I dream of Jeannie with the light brown hair. Lily sings a song in a sweet voice. Maisie and Jules sing with her. They stop after the first verse, but Lily remembers every word. She sings all the way to Jeannie's death at the song's ending. Maisie stands behind her, and Jules stands on the other side. It's a solemn moment, Lily thinks, like being in a church that she wishes that she that she wishes were solid so that she could hold her, their warm hands. If Mr. Bailey and Ellis Dixon had found me, I'd be buried here with Mama and Papa. Lily turns to the girls. She's frightened, and she needs their comfort. In a whisper, she adds, maybe it's where I should be. No, Lily, Joel says, we found you, Maisie and me. We'll make sure that you go where you belong. To the other world, Maisie adds, where nobody can find you at Oak Hill. I thought I was waiting for mom and papa, Lily said softly, but maybe I was waiting for you all along. Tonight, Joel says, everything will be the way that it should be. But Lily isn't listening. She fades silently into the dense shade and disappears. She needs to be alone. Invisible to everyone now, she curls up in the ground and lies still. Willing herself to sink into the earth, she longs to join her parents. She hears the girls calling her, but she doesn't answer. She'll see them tonight. After a while, they leave the cemetery. Their voices are low, and she can't hear what they're saying. She hopes that she hasn't hurt their feelings or been rude. Day slowly darkens into night. The air turns cold and damp. Nothing happens. Nothing changes. Slowly, she follows the narrow path back to Oak Hill. In the dark, the house looks the same as it did the night the papa carried her from the picnic. She expects her parents to welcome her at the door, to ask where she's been. But she sees nothing except shadows, hears nothing but the, the night's breeze blowing bits of trash across the floor. Wearily, she climbs the steps and enters papa's studio. Mama and papa are not there. Lily is alone. Ooh. I know this book is getting depressing. Let's like, I thought it was supposed to be scary, not depressing. Why do we have to read this depressing book? Well, because we only have a couple more chapters and it's done. You can't just like not finish a book. I mean, kind of. No.